During their seasonal migration, birds typically travel between breeding and non-breeding grounds along migratory routes grouped into major flyways, such as the Indo-European flyway between Europe and the Indian subcontinent. In a new study published in the Journal of Biogeography, investigators used modelling and tracking techniques to identify potential migratory barriers and corridors within the Indo-European flyway and birds' adaptive behaviours that help with navigation along the route. The study, tracking rosefinches from five breeding populations using lightweight global navigation sensors, aimed to determine what factors influenced the birds' migratory paths. Was it wind or was it resources? Deserts, oceans and mountains all influence weather systems and resource availability and create corridors or barriers for moving animals. Risks have to be balanced against food availability and energy conservation. Migratory birds have developed several adaptive behaviours that facilitate navigation across or around ecological barriers. So, do they cross these barriers or do they go round them? Research found that migrating birds adopt seasonally distinct migration strategies. Following an energy minimization strategy in the autumn, driven by resource availability, and a time-minimising strategy in the spring, which is driven by wind conditions. This ability of the birds to adapt their behaviour according to either the season or to prevailing conditions is a good example of what one might refer to as ecological intelligence, because there's a range of adaptive possibilities, of choices to be made by the birds when they're migrating. But birds are not alone in this. Ants, even, when you look at them foraging, will be adopting particular strategies to overcome or pass objects or disruption and so on. Recent studies have shown that ants operate as if in a kind of a maze, a bit like an internet, where scouts will test out, if you like, the area. And the by leaving scent trails, the uh, ants will consolidate those trails which are the most efficient or the fastest. And when you disrupt them, they will reorganize. It's a bit like a kind of an internet that if you don't go, if you can't go through one route, you can go through another. But what it is, though, is an assessment of this maze, if you like, the interconnectivity. And it shows an awareness, as it were, of the ecological environment. It is an ecological adaptation and what one would call ecological intelligence. The point is, of course, that all life has this ecological intelligence. Um, Trees have it. 
plants have it. If you watch, just as the ants will find new avenues to explore, new ways of dealing with change in the environment, with obstacles uh, to go round or to go over or even to move, so too will plants. If you watch a, a climbing plant, for example, how it will also scout, as it were, the environment. It'll shoot off tendrils to explore the possibilities of what next it's going to cling on to and to hold on to and wrap around in order to develop and grow. Nature is full of variety of change that copes with change. This is an active ingredient of nature. It's not a passive thing. It doesn't just sit there and uh, get selected as if it were selected by some passive sieve. All this is going on. One group of animals responding to another group of animals. One plant responding to other plants and to other animals. This interconnectivity, this interaction involves what I've called here ecological intelligence. This intelligence is seen also um, in predator-prey interrelationships and interactions, lions stalking a herd of wildebeest or whatever, and the wildebeest are aware of the presence of the lion, and the lion is stalking and following the herd. They're aware of, aware of each other. They're aware of the dangers. They're aware of the possibilities. And that interaction is also part of this ongoing ecological intelligence. From moment to moment, decisions are being made, whether to stalk, whether to pounce, what is going to be the trade-off in potential harm, and so on. This interrelationship is clear when you see this in social groups, in animals that exist as colonies, for example. In beehives, you see this kind of social intelligence. In humans, you see this social intelligence. But this social intelligence in humans, of course, demonstrates the extraordinary variability in potential behaviours, with cultures changing from generation to generation, different ways of dealing with problems, different problems arising as a result of it. This is all ecological intelligence.